Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out, with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, an egregious injury. Ahoy! 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 And a half. Fewer things are more humbling than uh, when you go to the obvious place where you left something and it is um, obviously not there anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh, I always find the it's very humbling when you go to the one place, the last place you've looked, which is the most obvious, and it's sitting right there waiting for you. You're like, oh, no, no, mine, mine was, mine was most. Of course, that's where it is, right where I left it. Yes. <laughs> no, I went, I went to the place which was right where I left it, and I was like, oh. That's not, it's not there. Uh, and then you have to think of like the second most obvious place. And you're like, nope, I'm, uh, I have no idea. I'm completely clueless. And then you just start your fr- frantic search. Uh, oh. And it devolves oh, from there. I'm glad that you had to search it down. And <laughs> where was it? Listeners, Colin lost his water. I did. I did. I got this text five, like five minutes ago. Like, yeah, hold on. I can't find my water. <laughs> I, which is such an old man thing to say, I would have sworn. Are you dad? Was it in the microwave? Is it that was where not. It was no, it did not microwave my water. <laughs> I would have paid good money that it was upstairs uh, on my dresser, right? So I went, oh, I got to run up here, got my water. That's not there. And I was like, well, but like, didn't I bring it upstairs? Then I went into the bathroom because maybe I sit next to this. Nope, it's not next to the sink. Then. I was like, then I went downstairs and it wasn't next to the couch and it wasn't in that bathroom. And oh, oh, it's next to the sink in the kitchen. Ah, of course. <laughs> you were in the middle of refilling it and then, mm-hmm. you know, it, these it, things happen. Yes. Anyway, uh, so that was, that was my adventure today. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what a, Exciting adventure. <laughs> uh, and I'm also slightly losing my voice, so I am very sorry if I <clears throat> uh, need to clear it. Uh, Are you yelling at dogs and children too much today? Like, uh, no, no, I, I said mean, come I, here. <laughs> or is it that it? surprise 80 degree November day that just oh, got you down? God. No. What the heck is this? I think that is part of it. Uh, no, uh, so I, I spent yesterday and today uh, in the remote location um, uh, in doing uh, interviews. So I was doing lots of in-person interviews, which is lots of talking. However, uh, the previous prior two days before that, I had this like kind of chronic headache that wasn't going away. Oh, um, that's not great. And um, I was like, "Oh, this is weird." And it's funny you should mention the eighty-degree weather because I was sitting. Yesterday, in a uh, in a coffee shop, wearing a hoodie, long pants, and my close-toed shoes, and all of a sudden, I shivered. Um, and I went, I went. Mm, well, this is unfortunate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, over the bad. course of over the course of yesterday, uh, I slowly like deteriorated uh, to to the point where like I was nauseous, my throat oh. was on fire, I had a raging headache. Um, I was coughing and I just felt like very unwell. And but like, but I still felt okay enough to like I was still thinking and writing things and doing stuff. But it was like I was I, I'm not gonna say very unwell, but it was that weird, like I was at 80% and the rest was I felt like crap and I was just in a fog. Um and 
it was very unpleasant. So much so that at 4.30, I was lying in bed yesterday. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. What a fun time this has been. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and then I woke up this morning and I felt um, I felt at about like 95%. Uh, and so that's been fun. That was my fun adventure yesterday. I mean, that's it's a good turnaround. Uh, I like this. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> the right right? Like, huh? I mean, huh? This is a nice turnaround. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Grief, so, man, that was that was my uh, that was actually that was my actual adventure of feeling feeling like garbage. Well, hooray! What? <laughs> oh, so so I I get uh, the, the sick uh, deep tones of con- congestion. I guess. Oh well, just what you've always wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, goodness. So, yeah, uh, that's that's the that's the flash update. I don't know what's it's been brewing with you. Um, let's see. Well, I have. <laughs> we'll start with the egregious injury that I have sustained. Oh uh, no! To myself here. This is where the, yes. It looks okay, so wait for this story. This is great fun. Okay. I was I was it, we were talking about uh <clears throat> like faults and folding in class, right? So we started our earthquake unit uh, for science, right? So we talked well, well the earthquake section of geology, rather, I should say. And so talking about that, we've got uh first we talk about like what happens when the tectonic plates move at a normal pace right so like we have folded layers and we have faulting and the different types of fault movement and all this kind of stuff right and then and then we build that into okay so what now what happens when the earth and the tectonic plates and the faults move fast um, right that's the earthquake part right so <clears throat> so i was doing a demonstration about folding and like kind of what it looks like so i had uh-huh. I took my carpet squares. I took like four carpet squares and I set them on top of each other and I pushed the edges together. Right. Because then you can see all the layers bending and moving together. Right. Like that. Right. Makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's a good visual. Right. <clears throat> um, and so wh- one of the classes, I had it sitting on my podium. Right. And I don't know why I did this, but the, on the other ones, I had it sitting on a, a desk in the front because there, uh, there was a person not there, right? So I put it on the desk, and then I, so I have a, a carpet square, okay? And I put my palms on the park carpet square with my fingers on top, and I pushed them together, right? Okay. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I don't when I put it on my... So far, there's no possible way you could injure yourself doing any of these moves. <laughs> when I did it on my podium, the because of the way I was standing and how high it was, I had my hands inverted and I had my fingers under the carpet squares with my palms on the top, right? So I was like, I had them, I was holding them. <clears throat> uh, like, I started pushing them together and like, they, I don't know if it was like, caught on something or caught on the edge on my podium. I don't know what happened, but like they were caught there. And when I shoved them together, my fingers raked across the hinges on the top of my podium because it has the little top thing that opens up. 
<laughs> and so I raked my fingers, one finger on each hand, just right across the edge of that hinge. And so my right hand, it just like nicked it a little bit, right? But my my left hand, good gravy, it's right at my cuticle is where I hit the hinge, right? And so I, this hinge oh. scraped across, like perpendicularly across my finger, oh. like right at my cuticle. And so on my, on my right hand, it's just like it poked it a little bit and then it like slid off. But the way that my left hand was positioned, it just dug and just ripped a huge, it's like bruised. Like, I don't know. That was, oh, it hurt so bad. No. And I was very proud of myself because I did that in the middle of class. And then I just kind of stopped and went, man, that hurt. Uh, and then I flipped the slide. I was like, okay, you guys need to go write this down. I'm going to be right back uh, because right. I'm bleeding profusely. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> and I, I went to the bathroom and I watched it. And I have band-aids in my room, right? For sure. when the children get injured. So I, I bandaged myself up. And then later on <clears throat> at recess, I went down to the nurse. And I was like, hey, uh, because it was like, it, it, I mean, it like ripped my cuticle thing. Oh, sure. It so bad. It's like, it was bleeding through my band-aid, right? Oh, it's like a slow, because every time you move it, it like, oh, it's so mobile that every time you move it, it like won't yeah. seal. Right, uh-huh. you like won't start scared. So I went down and I, I was like, the, the nurse, the nurses were like, "What do you need?" And I was like, uh, "I need help. I have injured myself doing science." <laughs> and I told them what I did, and they both went, "Ah, oh, no, what? No, oh, that's excellent." Whenever the whenever the school nurses are are, are we whenever the nurses like, "Oh God," so I, I was like, "So I have come for uh new band aids and some uh." Antiseptic cream. That I thought that would be a good idea. And she was like, "Yes, sit down." And so I was like, "Don't move." <laughs> they didn't even let me. But they took pity upon my idiocy, and they wouldn't even let me apply my own bandages. She was like, "Come here. You've done, you've done enough damage already." Yeah. She's like, "You don't please not trustworthy enough exactly. to help me." And so they bandaged me. So I've been walking around all day. Band-aids on both. And I had to go. I went to go give Susan a paper. She was in the library. And I walked in. And she goes, hi, what did you do? I was like, what? what? Listen, it's fine. It's okay. Question. Why are you broken? Yeah, they were laughing at my misfortune. But holy cannoli, that hurt real bad. I don't yeah. know. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Yeah, I took the bandit off a little while ago. So I had it on again at school today. And the one on my my right hand is like fine. My left hand is just right on my index finger on my left hand. It's just oh. like it's like shredded. Yeah. <laughs> right no, that's no that's no good. Yeah. And weirdly, the other confusing part, I guess I don't know how my hands were positioned, but it's my middle finger on my right hand and my index finger on my left hand. So I don't guess it was just that I don't know. Don't really know what happened, but Huh. <laughs> that's a weird that's just weird but yeah that was my big assignment for yesterday I tried to rip my own finger off <laughs> boy that's 
That sure is something else. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's fun. That's what... okay. So have fun healing from that. And what a terrible injury. That's yeah. It's not... really not pleasant, right? It's really not very it's like the most annoying spot. I mean, it was even like I was like bending my finger like last night before I went to bed and it started like bleeding again. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, the way I thought you were headed with this conversation was I thought it was going to be like one of those old man injuries of like, well, I was bending down to tie my shoe and sneezed and I like busted a rib or something. No, I think, no. That's why I thought you were going with this of like you had just like you had done something with your shoulder because you were pushing things together. But no. you, this is this. No, this is a, a truly horrific uh, injury. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to rip my finger off on a hinge. So that's fun. <laughs> nice. Okay, well. <laughs> That's nightmare fuel. Uh, yeah, for it was sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, you love that. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that so so much. I can't tell you how much that means to. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh uh, yeah. So did that. Still getting ready for the carnival. Oh yeah. Where? Hey. Where? How have things come, uh, or have they got not gone any further? Well, yeah, so I I've, I've, I I scoured my cabinets and I have enough beakers and things to play ping pong ski ball with lab equipment. So I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's like mad, but, mad, mad scientist ski ball. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have a good name for it. So I just call it ski ball, even though it's like not really a ski ball. Sure. Because they're like, it needs a name. Like, it's, you know, a game that I made up right now <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I'm coming up with this stuff as I go man give me a break so <clears throat> right but yeah so it's uh, that's coming I think I have all the stuff so they we got some candy the other day for prizes so hooray well, that'll be good I'm gonna test it out tomorrow gonna set up some stuff during my plan time <clears throat> test it out a little bit See how it goes. Probably have the kids help me test it out. I can have first hour test it out because they don't have anything to me. Yeah. Okay, there we go. They'll like they gotta do stuff. They don't have to do stuff tomorrow. Because I also had like so I'm doing my thing today, right? And like uh whatever. And then the head maintenance guy shows up and he goes, Hey, this guy was here today and I wanted I talked to him before already, right? He's a archaeologist. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Archaeologist guy came. And so I'd already had one class and he's like, he was already here because he had talked to like the fourth grade about some stuff. And he was like, he wanted to know if he could just come talk to your class today. I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, he's good. Um, one of the groups is going to miss him. So that's not ideal, but yeah. now I don't have to call him later. So he'll just come today, right? He'll just come today. So, Ta-da. He had a bunch of stuff with him, so that's cool. So oh. I talked a little bit about he showed him some like he's got like an extremely extensive arrowhead yeah, arrowhead point guy. tool collection, right? Uh he was just like had been on a dig this weekend. You know? What? So what he? how do what, how how does that happen? How's what happened? Oh, how does what how is he going on these digs? Like what does he do for this stuff? He was actually doing, he was, uh, he's, he knows some dudes 
right? He was hooked up with some people. They were working, uh, like with like Cahokia stuff. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I don't know how much I should say because they oh, like sure discovered nope. new things this weekend. I'll tell you, you said enough. There yeah. You go. But cool. like they made like some post Cahokia discoveries. Right at undisclosed location that I will censor for purposes because they have it. You know, literally, he said they found it like two days ago. So uh, we'll get so, we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna blow that. But he made some. He told the kids. So I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> but I won't tell where. No, yeah, keep that. No, no, no. But the so it, spoilers. It was not in Cahokia. Um, Boom. So Kokia Mound culture, right? Uh, early, early. He had a timeline. I couldn't see it, but he had a timeline because uh, he had the showing the kids. Obviously, oh. he was <laughs> not like I. He wouldn't show it to me. Like I couldn't see it from <laughs> my angle. Like, oh wow, this is cool. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so as not my area of expertise, right? But we do have Kokia Mound culture in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. Like a big trading center in was now Illinois, right? So basically St. Louis, yes, right? but just the Illinois side. Yeah. Okay. It's not an accident that the French were like, yes, here is where we shall build a city on the river. Right. Not really an accident. Sure. <laughs> they did that. Right. <clears throat> there was already one there, kind of from, from the natives. Right. Sure. But big, big cultural hub, like big trading expo from like, you know, a lots of the region here. <clears throat> Missouri, like literal crossroads at this time. Right. And so, after they left there, it's kind of like where there's like this big mystery in archaeology. Like, so where did they go? Right. Mm-hmm. Like the the other one is like, why did they go? Right. <clears throat> Could be like drought, or you know, you know, the Mississippi moves around and does weird things, right? Drought, mm-hmm. or maybe f- too much flooding, because you know that's also a Mississippi River thing. <laughs> it likes right? to do that. Yes. So it does that. Um, <clears throat> And so they left, and there's not a lot of evidence of where they have gone. Mm. Uh, and so he was out on a dig this like weekend, and they found uh, several artifacts that point to like post Kahokian uh, settlements in other places, but like with similar cultural artifacts and stuff. Right. Oh. So I will text you the undisclosed location. Ah, right now, okay. so uh, you don't like have to wait in suspense, but uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what he so he came today. He showed the kids a bunch of stuff. That's pretty cool. That's super but, cool. Yeah, huh. but uh, we got a little okay. sidetracked with our things. But no, well, yeah. I mean, if there's something to be sidetracked about, it would be something cool like that. Yeah, so, so it fits in a, a little bit. It's not like exactly the same. Right, because sure. we don't do like that kind of stuff, right? But we can tie it to other things, right? Because we talked about like rock layers and like soil layers, and yeah, that that stuff crosses over. We will talk later about like rocks and like rock composition and their uses and things like that, and so that mm-hmm. will go. <clears throat> and he had some like stuff, and he had the uh, like he was talking about like how vast this trade network was, and like. You know, he said you can actually find it's like not common, but you can find. He said there's only like twenty some pieces found, but it's like you can find obsidian 
arrowheads and spear points and stuff in Missouri. Right. Really? Yeah. Again, not common. <clears throat> He's only only like twenty some <laughs> have been found, like ever. Huh. Right. But again, this these obsidian pieces come from Mexico. Mm. Right? Because that's where the volcanic activity is. And that is that was the trade network, right? It was it was that <clears throat> that far. Right. A lot of this stuff was that far away. And they found evidence on both sides of that that they were traveling back and forth, you know. Because <clears throat> they find like they find like flint pieces and weird stuff in Mexico. And that's not where that comes from, right? It's like Missouri. <laughs> flint that's there, you know. Wow. So they have these kind of eked out trade network things, but he was talking about that. And so I was like, oh yeah, hold on. And so I just whipped out the I was like, I have some normal obsidian. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I just ripped out. <laughs> it's a, it's pulled out. I was like, here, yeah, here's what it starts out like. And then that's what it turns into. And the kids mm. thought that was cool that they could see a little bit about that. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Yeah. They enjoyed it. So that was fun. But yeah, that was the other thing I just say. Had a random archaeologist just wandering around the hallway. <laughs> Just a, you know, one of those normal days. Yeah, normal day. You know, just finding find an archaeologist roaming the halls. As we into class. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that was the other thing we did today. That was cool. Pretty good. Uh, and then, let's see. Other things? Other things? Oh, over the weekend, <clears throat> I didn't mention this last time, uh, <clears throat> we went to the School musical. Right? Oh, yes, it was musical time. Nice. So we went to go see that. It was really good. They did The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. <clears throat> so that was actually it was actually pretty cool. They did a really good job. The set people, the set department did, really did a good job this time. Right? Lots of cool stuff. They had lots of cool like I know because the auditorium is not like super big, and again they, they like built it, and they were you know the whole thing is kind of a disappointment because they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna build an auditorium, and then you go in there and you go, oh yeah, you remember never there being s- the initial reviews of these uh, few, yeah. <laughs> a few yeah, a few episodes, yeah, a long ago. time ago, listeners, you a long time listeners will have heard this, but uh, if you're new here, this is basically it was like we're gonna build an auditorium, and then. They had the big unveiling, and I went in there, and I said, you've never seen an auditorium, have you? Whoever designed this? Like, it was right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's not a lot of stage space. There's, like, not any backstage, which is weird, right? Oh, yeah. Do the whole thing, and if that's the whole point, like, why would you do that? Like, I don't don't know. But uh, they did a good job of using their space, so they, like, really did a... So, because like in our thing, there's like this huge area where like what you would traditionally call the pit, right? Uh huh. It's massive. It's like tens of feet across. Okay, it's dumb. Mm. So they just like were like okay, and they just <laughs> that they just used all of that space for some of the stuff, right? Oh no! And they had the like uh, some stage risers off to the side to like build a little extra onto the stage to bring it out and stuff. So oh, sure, they didn't really. They used their space really in interesting ways, which was cool. So, 
it was really neat and they designed a bunch of cool stuff. And uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. A lot of kids there, a lot of former kids now in high school doing musically things. So that was fun too. I'd see them. And uh, yeah, so my view of the production of Wizard of Oz, pretty good. I've never seen, I don't think, the musical version of the Wizard oh. of Oz. Uh, right? Yeah. I, was, I believe our high school did it once and I, we were going to go watch it, but they were like sold out. And like mm. they had sold out tickets so we couldn't go see. Like when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Uh-huh. So I almost saw The Wizard of Oz once a long time ago. <laughs> wow. Really sounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were going to go and like, but they didn't have any tickets and stuff. They like sold out of the tickets for the thing. That's really weird. I don't know. But so we, yeah, so I've never seen the stage version of Wizard of Oz or a stage, any stage version of The Wizard of Oz. So it was pretty interesting to see how it translates to from screen to stage. Right. Yeah. It's overall very similar. There's some weird things like there's no flying monkeys in this version. And there's like some weird jitterbug things that make you dance. I don't know. I don't know if that's in all the versions. I don't know. That was weird. And there's like some other parts that just like aren't in there because either we cut them because we did it, you know, for runtime sake. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just not there in general or runtime sake or just for adaptation. Like it's some things just don't translate across mediums, you for know? Sure. So you're just like, oh, I don't need that part here. We don't need to do. <clears throat> like there wasn't a lot of introduction about like, you know, the movie, they have the whole big, like long drawn out opening thing where it's like, oh, you can see all her uncles and stuff, and then like they're gonna be the they're the same people that are like the scarecrow and the tin man and the right weird neighbor lady is the with that none of that stuff was in there, hmm. which is fine because like that's not hypercritical to the story, right? right. There's so <clears throat> that wasn't uh some of that stuff wasn't there, some like random scenes weren't in there, but again, no. A huge deal. Uh, they did have uh, the Munchkins played by like elementary kids, which was kind of funny, <laughs> right? Okay, so they're like third and fourth graders being the Munchkins. Super cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the climax, one of the cl- the big climax scene was funny too because they didn't like the. It wasn't a thing where like the witch got wet and then she melted. Right. Oh, it was like a. It 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 wasn't that she was she was trying to give Dorothy like a shrinking potion, like Alice in Wonderland style, right? To like okay. shrink her down so that you could capture her or something. I remember. Oh, see, yeah, <clears throat> okay. But then, but then the the witch got knocked into the pot, right? The kettle, if you will, <laughs> and so she ran screaming off the side of the stage, right. And then they put the hat on one of the kids and then she ran across to the other side. <laughs> right. And then she put it, then they switched hats to like one of the smaller kids and then she ran back across. The side. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. That is, the visual gag was hysterical. Right? That is amazing. Yes. But they were just going like, ah, 
and he was like running back and forth. And every time they came on stage, they were littler. Because <laughs> they were just wearing like a black thing, right? They oh, just, sure. Like, put it on them. And then they just were, So it was really, that was like the best part of the whole thing. No, see that kind of thing that works really well in that setting for sure. Like that's yeah, well that's 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 a, a really adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, and so they just were like, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Like just that visual gag of like the witch running across, but like being a smaller person every time uh-huh. was really hysterical. <laughs> Bravo! I Bravo like to whoever came up with that. I don't know if that's in the script or if that was the theater department but good job oh. there because that's funny <laughs> yes yeah you can use a space yeah you can't have somebody <clears throat> sh- shrinking in front of you right uh that's yeah. kind of hard to pull off and uh yeah. that's your rick moranis, <laughs> rick moranis. <laughs> as previously discussed uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was funny there was a other good visual jokes too but that was the best part that was my favorite it was just hilarious. Like, oh my gosh, what am I watching? Why? It was just really funny. So, I like that part. That gag was great. And everybody did a really good job, right? Like, the, it was just really good. Like, I I was impressed with, because that's like a big makeup production, right? Makeup and costumes in this one are like a big deal. Because like a lot of the other ones yeah. they've done in the past have been like thoroughly modern Millie. Oh. Oklahoma. Right, like these are not big. Like it's just like some dudes in a cowboy hat, right? Like you know what I mean. Like not like a big. They right. did the Little Shop of Horrors, but again, oh. that again also featuring Rick Moranis. Really, uh, we oh. got. <laughs> but again, it's not like a real makeupy. It's they have like cool costumes, but like this one, I was really impressed with like the costume design and all the makeup work that they did on it because like it was it's really intensive to have a scarecrow in the tin man and the the lion the lion costume was fantastic it was really good and the witch and the you know the stuff so there was a lot of really good makeup and costume design in this one so it's like i thought it was really good and really different from one of the ones that i've ever done before so good job there we go two thumbs up not biased even a little bit no, because I know everybody in the production. Not even a little bias. <laughs> no, no. It's actually in spite of that bias that you still remain. In your- yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. It was fun. It was good. We, uh, I, uh, this, uh, end of, towards the end of last week, I went to a, uh, business mixer here uh locally um oh, yeah another another one those are always fun and uh are they this one <clears throat> you know they're a thing they're a thing that happens they're uh, they exist there's <laughs> a product in our lineup uh, <laughs> and I, uh i uh i i went and i was i you know i was i was pretty excited um because the last time i went to this particular one it, it it paid off pretty well getting to meet new people um this time when i came in um i um um didn't uh really get to make it very far then like some people kind of glommed on to me to try and make some sales pitches oh no um, which is my which is my personal favorite. Oh, yes. Um, yes. 
well documented. You love <laughs> over attached salesmen. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and I felt even worse because one of them was actually like it was like a client of ours. Um, oh no, awkward. Who, who switched jobs <laughs> and now is selling like internet or whatever to people from a new fiber company. And um, I, uh, oh, uh, hold on just a moment. Uh-oh. Uh, sorry How about that. Um, had a, uh, uh, an eaves dropper dropping some eaves, um, if you will, sir. Oh, no. Uh, Hopefully you didn't send them to Mountain Doom. No, did not. No. Uh, however, <laughs> they were trying to write down uh, phrases that I was saying. Uh, ah, illegal. You gotta wait for the episode to come out. Exactly. Also, <laughs> also, they were supposed to be asleep an hour and a half ago. I was gonna say, this is way past bedtime. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, so tell her that she has to <gasps> wait until the episode what comes a- out just like everybody else to hear what happened. <laughs> no sneak peekerinos. No. no. <laughs> sneak peekerinos. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, oh. Anyway. Man. So anyway. Customer <laughs> trying to make you their customer. Yes. Sneaky. All right. What's this? Another <laughs> Yes, they um, they went and uh, have now been um, with a new company that basically um, is selling access to uh, fiber internet in the in the area and really wants to know that uh, you know she's available for this. And really wanted to talk about what kind of internet speeds we had at the house right now. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it, hurts. it really hurts. Um, and talk about how good symmetrical speeds were. And even if you had a hundred and hundred, it'd probably be pretty great. And all this stuff. And <laughs> like, it's like, oh well, you know, this is how the, the the last mile things work, and how we can do blah blah blah, and it's really blah 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 and blah. And I was just like. Okay, like I'm, I'm ready for this to be for you to stop talking to me. <laughs> ah, uh, and and then while I'm talking with this person, I sit down because I'm like, okay, I I need to eat. I'm really hungry. I turn and uh, this guy comes over and he makes a beeline straight for me, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Like, no, uh, I'm trying to eat this. <laughs> And salad or whatever. I don't know. I was like, it was order finger food stuff. No. Kind of I didn't thing. know if it was gonna be like, yeah, if this and who put it on, right? I didn't know if it was gonna be like potluck style or just like random snack stuff style. Like, I know it's like casseroles everywhere yeah. or like. <laughs> no, like, it was. You got- <laughs> it was partly catered, partly um, like went to the store and bought things for it, kind of thing. So uh. it, you know. It was fine. Say no more. <laughs> right. Um, and he's a you know, newer guy he comes over and like really excited to talk to me and just starts picking my brain about like what's your customer acquisition and what's your blah 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 and what's this, what's this? And I'm a little caught off guard by this. And I 
Come to find out. Hey, my pinwheel, bro. Calm down, man. <laughs> I have, look, there are a lot of very interesting degrees that individuals can get out there in this world. Um, oh, no. Okay. I okay. fully embrace that education is important and that people should pursue it uh, to the best of their abilities in all strengths and yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I said, I said, so I said, um, where'd you go to school? Oh, Missouri state. Oh, cool. What'd you get your degree in? And I don't fully understand what this next, what this degree is actually supposed to be. So maybe you can help elucidate this for me. Um, I thought he was going to say business. No, no finance. No, no entrepreneurship. What? (laughs) Yes. Is that? Do they? They don't no. actually have that, do they? That doesn't sound. <laughs> they do indeed. Do they? Uh, <laughs> yes, they what, do. They do have. Do? What? Why? <laughs> What's the point in that? I haven't the foggiest idea, but it is a, the entrepreneurship undergraduate program. Learning how to build businesses from the ground up. And I guess, yay, you're probably wondering. You're probably wondering. Yes. Yes, Brandon. It is a four-year degree. Why? In major in entrepreneurship. (laughs) But I mean, it's like in the business department, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, You can get a minor in global entrepreneurship. Uh, You can also, you can minor in online entrepreneurship or in leadership development. Those are what they recommend you get if you get a major in entrepreneurship. Leadership development? Yes. Excuse you? As a minor. As a minor. Imagine being that guy. Because again, let's be real. Who, who's going to get a leadership development minor? It's that guy. Uh, out going. Well, I do have a minor in leadership development. So step aside, please. <laughs> oh. Was... Oh, it hurts, right? It just, it hurts so much. <laughs> I don't, but what? I want to know. I need to know. I need to, okay, here's, here. I need to know what like courses are. This is, I don't understand. <clears throat> Man, that, this is a lot to take in right now. I don't. Isn't it though? Isn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, this now you can imagine where I am. I'm at a table. I just finished talking about how to get a symmetrical upload and download speeds to through a new fiber company. And now I'm being peppered with like client and customer acquisition, new hiring best practices, and like retention rates and blah blah blah. And I get this bomb dropped on me. I'm like, like first did. of all, that this exists. Second of all, I don't um, know. There, there's oh. a wow. I mean, so, oh, they've got it. They they break it. Do, I, do you want me to send you the link for their their four year degree program? They break it down for you by semester about what you need to take. By se- yes, please. I need to say we I have to break you down want, right now. I don't think you want this four year. Oh, but. I mean, oh, oh, here it's go. a sample schedule. Your actual sample schedule may vary, but this is what they schedule. think you should take. Um, uh, learn to innovate. First of all, you can't learn to innovate. Especially not a thing that you can do. By the time you graduate, you'll be able to start your own company or have one already started. 
So then I'm going to do like right now by yourself. Ah, I say talking to you, the person who did this. Yes. Right now. (laughs) Indeed. I realize I'm not giving you like new insight here. Okay. (laughs) But like, I'm just saying like, all right. So, all right, listeners, let's break this down. Okay. We're going to go through before we, before Colin laughs in the face of this, right? And says, what do you need to agree for this? So we have, this is, again, suggested course plan from Missouri State University. Okay, before you, also, listeners, before you think that Colin and I are unfairly ragging on the Missouri State University, it's important that you know that we are both graduates (laughs) of Missouri State University. Okay, so this this is important. And I think both really enjoyed our time there and think it's a great school. (laughs) Right, right. Go Bears, okay? I still look fondly back upon my time there and think of (laughs) how wonderfully it set me up for a career that I didn't end up taking. But that's beside the point. But you did for a while and it was fine. I did it. See, look, mission accomplished. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, So, first of all, some of these are... First semester, so first fall semester, freshman, some of these are no-brainers, right? English 110. Got it, right? Uh, alge- math 134. Algebraic reasoning and modeling. Okay. Yes. And, okay, here's, what, here's where it goes, right? I don't know what GEP 101 is. Oh, yeah. that's their, it, that was their, we had to take one like that as a Is that just one of their, like, freshman, like, intro, like, learning? Yeah, it was like community classes or whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's like here's where the bowling alley is. Here's how to study. Uh, Here's how to find motivation in your life. Oh, general education prep course. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's okay. I had to take one of those two. That's boring. Uh, Psychology intro to psychology. Uh oh, uh oh. First red flag. (laughs) And then and then a science because you have to have a science somewhere. So it just says do a science, whatever. Not even yeah. highlighted. Physical science, life science, who cares? Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's not important. Okay. Yeah. So that, the psychology one, that always, that gets you. Some of these you can tell are like in there because they have to be. So the second semester, yeah. American dis- Democracy and Citizenship. I think that's at everybody class. Yes. Right. But then, here we go. Macro econ, right? Uh, fundamentals of public speaking. Everyone's right again. That a lot of a lot of degrees have that one thrown in there just for funsies. That's the uh, one that I passed out on at the uh, Gilroy's Theater in. So, oh yeah, that's, that's right. I still have the fifth place trophy for sure. <laughs> oh, there we go with a bonus <laughs> for falling over. Uh huh. I did things and information technology and cybersecurity two hundred uh, computer applications for business. Hmm. Critical and creative thinking using information technology. That is a lot of words together that I don't like. (laughs) Right. And then again, like a lot of degree programs are like, oh, yeah, do any cultural humanity you want. Whatever. Who cares? Um, Like, (laughs) you have to do some humanities. Man, what's fine? Okay. A lot of these are unappealing. Again, it's a bit unfair because most college courses have names that are unappealing, right? They're not named well. You have to take a lot of junk that doesn't sound fun or interesting, right? But like, 
semester three, introduction to financial accounting. Oh no, that mm-hmm. doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Standard, then follow up with micro econ, right? Some of these are pretty good. A more human, do an art. Who cares? Do an Please art. Do. Do an yeah. Managerial accounting, legal environment of business, law 231. Wowzers. That's fun. Basic business stats. That Basic business stats. That sounds terrible. Yes. Right. That yeah. sounds quite horrible. I will say, after having quickly scanned through all of these, after the fourth semester, it it's really falls off a cliff. Not. It really does. It really, right? Like, <laughs> a, a lot of this stuff is just like, oh, what else can we do? They've run out. Yes. Right? Yeah. By your by your fifth semester, you it's you don't get to select this. It's uh principles of entrepreneurship. We're finally in the game, people. We're finally in the game. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of time. Also, principles of management, marketing. Uh you have to have a history class, so just do it here. Um <laughs> some more law classes, just because I guess they feel like they need to fill out their thing. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurial finance. Gross. Okay. I need okay. Sixth semester is it's gone wrong. Very right. Very wrong. <laughs> so after this like really heavy fifth semester, okay, sixth semester, this is spring, of course, right? Creativity, innovation, and ideation. I, I hate don't, I don't I don't okay. Hate is a strong word. That's a terrible this class is a hundred percent made up. Right. The this word, is a class that meets in the quad and like <laughs> <laughs> they don't do exactly it. right. Like, Nobody wears shoes. Yeah, and... yeah. Oh I, man, yeah. Yep. Ideation is one of my least favorite words that I That's encounter. A terrible word. Uh, like just create idea creation. Like just just say it. It's fine. Uh, and then it, oh, this is where you start selecting from your entrepreneurship list. Um, yeah, which is also terrible. Um, it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go. Oh, you haven't taken English, the second English yet. Do that one, please. Um, or you get angry. Operations get management, right? Feasibility study. Who knows what that means? Oh, oh boy! And the, oh my goodness, seventh semester. This, this is. Oh wow. Financial management, new venture management, new, and then venture. a list of some sort of consumer or marketing research thing. Slash behavior. And then, and then more entrepreneurial list stuff. Eighth semester is like, um, we needed some other things to do. So, and, uh, but yeah. Eighth semester, they just leave. <laughs> the, the bottom one is, you need five hours of general electives to get your total. Like, who can... Saving that gin ed for the very, oh. be, very end. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah baby. Oh, that's man. what we're doing. That's, uh... That's... <laughs> That's so rough. That's yeah. That's weird. I don't really know what most of this is. Again, I don't know. But like, this doesn't really seem like a real thing, right? Like, entrepreneurship is like. First of all, entrepreneurship is just like a made-up title that people give themselves, right? What do you do? I'm an entrepreneur. It means you don't really have a job. Right. Oh, it's like if you like to be called um, somebody who is soon to be unemployed. You say an entrepreneur. If you want to somebody who's chronically unemployed, unemployed, you say they are a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's it's like the joke. I feel like this is a 
this is going to be a joke when you're like, what are you majoring in? Like psychology. Like, mm. Oh, or like, I'm a philosophy major. Like, mm-hmm. Are you now? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, right. That you was, can, that was like, my very first reaction. Like, I thought, I thought, I thought this was a degree cobbled together by the university to keep this person from failing. Um, when he said that he, he had a degree yeah. in entrepreneurship, I was like, that was they wanted to get paid back on their loans. That's what I think. Yeah. Here. And right, like I, I, I feel like it's the philosophy degree thing. Like, and, like and, oh no. And I, I did spend time trying to figure out like, but like seriously, like who who is this a good for? Good fit for? Like, because who who should take this degree? I don't know. And I personally don't know. I don't either, right? Like, I just don't know why you would do that, right? Because, like, again, I, I feel like a business degree will get you the same thing, right? Like, and it's more useful <laughs> to you, right? Because if you tell somebody you have a degree in business, is it generic? Yeah. Yes, but like, is it like broadly understood that that is useful in a wide area of things? Also, yes. So, I don't know what you, I don't understand why this exists. Because I feel like a business degree would be more useful anyway. Like if you're going to like, if an entre, if, if we're going to accept the definition of an entrepreneur is person that starts <clears throat> businesses yeah right to make sense here we need <laughs> well and so this is where i i landed of a business degree is in running and managing a business that's true entrepreneurship don't. is what starting and selling just right. exactly the basics of getting something off the ground yeah, um which that's an entrepreneur and is is taking something that wasn't there before and creating something and then moving on. So this degree does not set you up to manage this for the next 50 years. Um, this yeah, degree or is operate a business or exact. do businessy things. Yeah. This sets you up to go, okay, you're in, ready, go. Now, you know, get it started. I just thought that there would be more like, I don't know, like creativity things or like, because like, understanding buyer psychology like there should have been more psycho like idea cre- like, like soci- I know have- sociology would so, be a good yeah, one to throw like, in here right like and know, so yeah maybe it, that's what maybe when they say random humanity maybe that's what they mean maybe they'd be like yo bro do some <laughs> psych classes do some sociology classes right so you can understand like the thinking process and stuff like that yeah. right? I Maybe that would be good, right? I don't really, maybe not sociology because I don't know if you want to, you know, David Hume, probably not going to help you out too much, but like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe eventually uh, those ideas can set you up for things, right? But we can understand how people think about the market, right? And like the thoughts on the market and, and that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, that's just, I don't know. I feel like the whole idea, right, 
of being an entrepreneur, right? It leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth anyway, right? Like, it's just my personal, like, feelings or my uh, schema, right? To, of like what I know about and have met people that do this, but it's like a very, like, I don't know. It seems very like, I'm trying not to say sleazy. That's what I'm trying not to say. And I did it. There we go. But like the whole (laughs) idea of like, I'm going to just give you the bare bones minimum and like start what could be cool and then sell it and dip. Like that's like, mm, that's weird. (laughs) Like, like, you know what I mean? Like if you don't, why like all all the the only reason you do that is to make money fast right nothing substantive nothing really like of additive value right there could be good ideas in there somewhere but like you don't really contribute to whether or not they succeed because you just like start and then leave right it's like what early internet was like you know what i mean like people start websites, they do things and they sell them off. They sell off the property and they move on. Right. right? <clears throat> it's weird. And it like creates a lot of artificiality in the market space. Right. There's already a lot in the market space that's like not real. Like when you start taking a lot of econ classes, you realize like it's, it's all made up. Oh no. Right. This is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 oh dear, some of this is tentative at best, right? <clears throat> so just like adding these things and just like doing things just to do them without any like sort of substance behind them at all is odd, right? Like you just, there's a lot of things I can think of right now that like they do this, they're like a service, they do a thing, but it's like not a nest service and it just causes like extra problems you know what i mean like this is weird well somebody came up with the idea and then they probably sold it off and then somebody bought it so they could make money on it but like if it only exists if it exists for the sole purpose of making somebody money is that a useful thing I would argue no, <laughs> right? Like we don't well, need that thing. It doesn't need to exist. Well, and the the, the name entrepreneur has it comes so loaded because you're right. It it does sound super sleazy. It, does. Um, it sounds really I, I I've never understood why people don't just say business owner. But I think the important part is is that the ownership aspect is not the important thing to them. It's the I I I generated the idea for this, and now I got to bounce and move on to something else. Yeah, right. Like I'm. I'm not here for the long haul. I just generate and I leave. And whether I, I may get the business up and running and then it just, I move on to my next venture. Right. And it, it still may run or. Yeah. But I get to a certain you. point. Yeah. Um, so, so today, while I had to, um, I, uh, I, I had to select a button that says I was an entrepreneur. I had all these feelings going through oh, my head. No, right? <laughs> because um, I, I went to a, um, I went to a business, another business network. Like, but it's you're just, a business owner, right? You like you generated the idea, and then yeah. you like are yeah. owner operator. Yes, dog owner walker. operator. But it's like that's so, like, not. 
they make don't your care. own sticker. Right. So here's so I was I was uh, was at a business networking event. Another one. So again, we're just transplanting all of my feelings from my conversations with the person who had the uh, the degree in entrepreneurship. Like that's something they they got they paid money for. Right. Yeah. To I'm starting that. to understand more and more why you did your own business thingy. Right. It makes <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Right. Like I don't. <laughs> Right where we were just like, no, we're gonna just we'll go at this on our own. Like I just and and so all of my feelings and the dark shadow that looms over me is going to this. I was at another business thing and they like, oh, like we'd love to have you come back and speak. It was someplace that I had spoken to like a year and a half ago, and they wanted me to come back and um update on how everything went. So I went online to to fill out my application to submit to them to tell them what I wanted to do. And uh and here <laughs> I had to describe myself. And I would like to. Here are oh, no. my uh, five options. Ready? Oh no! I like. I like. I don't like those questions. I. I one time when I had to do that for something, they told me to describe myself, and I put <clears throat> indescribable. Okay. Well, Boom. I. I got don't him. get to fill in the blank here. So oh, I got um, to fill in the blank. It was great. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, I put uh, here are my five options. Uh, this is to describe myself to apply to be a speaker. Um, no. I didn't have to do this last time because the first time you don't have to do this process, but it's fine. Okay. I can describe that I am uh, an investor. Oh, no. Um, I can say that I provide services to entrepreneurs or that uh, I represent an organization that supports entrepreneurs or I am an entrepreneur. And the fifth option is other, which is not, that doesn't really do a whole lot there. Now, does it? <laughs> I mean, but you're not any of those things. Did <laughs> You can't even fill in other. A lot of times uh, there's they have no... like other, and then like, please explain. No, no, right? it's just other. <clears throat> then you could sneak in owner operator. Blam. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want, want to speak here anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't want, want to do this because, right? I, I have all of those feelings about this. Of like, truthfully, like, I. Here's here's how look capitalism. Uh, we've talked about the um, interesting aspects that happen happens in the kitchens uh, as these move forward and the dangers therein about refining and seeking after higher profits while leaving behind pink and uh, tan refrigerators and the horror that that has left upon our lives. Um, yes. which, that's been well discussed and documented here. But here's the thing: like when it actually works, somebody brings an idea to the marketplace and people either like it or not, and then you fail or you succeed. Yeah, like in theory, yes, that's how it should in theory, work. In theory, like that's in the broad that's how scope, it actually works, but that's no. how it should work. Yes. <laughs> like that's those are the general mechanics around this of like if your idea is good and you can, and then the important part of like okay, now can you get it into in front of enough people to you know that's where the marketing aspect and these things come into it. But it's like the a whole degree, like. <laughs> Like I just really struggle with this of like the value. Like, does that really bring value to the person getting this? Like, because if they don't have an idea, none of those coursework like are are important. Like, if you go into this going, yeah. I want to be an entrepreneur, that's not a career plan, people. Like, that's that's <laughs> it's something that you kind of find yourself in um once you've created something. It's true. One, however, one of the stated goals of the degree path, I will say, is to have, like, be able to be starting a business, like, while you're there, right? So, if that is the goal, 
like to be like basically start do your first run through with people there like advisors like that makes sense a little bit right but it's that that to me speaks more of this more like internshipy stuff right <clears throat> not necessarily or, that, so or you don't even have to do this because the small business association SBA has uh, ready for All this, this people? stuff already for ready? you yeah. they are, these are free program yeah free i was gonna um, bring that up here in a minute yeah that's okay that's, well there is one in your town if you go to the chamber of commerce and ask about the sba programs if you go to a community college four-year college and ask about their small business programs they will sit down and they will work with you and an advisor for free or like fifty dollars and i'm not even joking on this there's an accelerator program here um okay so fifty dollars it's it's three hundred dollars and what you so, do it's an eight week program they take you from high welcome to you may go out and get your business off the ground in eight weeks people eight and it's three hundred dollars yeah versus four years um <laughs> like you don't you don't need this yeah I was say also the internet exists right yeah now, there is there is there is a danger with doing unguided things like this on the internet because there's a lot of trash out there, right? There's a lot of like dudes that are going to be like, yo, take my course. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that either. <laughs> That's a bad right. idea. Okay. Right, which I, you know? I, I'm just going like, if you're interested in this, dear listener, if you're interested in starting your own business, by all means, get ready to start your own business. Find local programs with with free coaches through Small Business Association or even through community college will have free support where you can go and you can audit a finance class. You can audit these classes without having to enroll and just go, right? And not go into... Because here's the other problem of like, okay, so you're going to what? Take on loans to go pay for an education that's going to teach you about business finances so that you can go probably take out loans to go start your business. Like wh- where's the yeah. in go- like, especially when there are so many other options and many, most businesses don't even require to go into debt for to get started. Why would you go into debt to get your education when you can go to other places? It's, it really, it, it hurts me greatly to think about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> that's real weird. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> yeah there's so much stuff already like that's that's not a thing that you need that's just weird especially if you're just like the idea guy yeah right then you just like oh, really all you gotta do if all you're gonna do is like start and then leave right this this is what like the startup thing right like startup culture right I feel I thought that was dead but I guess not. Oh, um, no. <clears throat> like, you just need uh, a loan and the ideas, and then you like hire people <laughs> to, right. to, to know how to do it. Right, and that's this other, is the—that's the other is, option. This you is just pay them. What everybody will tell you when you start your business is: the sooner you can get things off of your plate that you don't know how to do, the better, and that in the yeah. long run. It's better to pay the tax accountant to do your taxes if you don't want to worry about them. What? Sure, you should be 
knowledgeable enough to have a convert to, to converse with your tax accountant and understand what they're telling you, but to actually sit down and implement it and follow the tax code and everything, that's not you. Right? That's not yeah. what you're doing. It's not important. Um, or or the operations or whatever. Like, get it off of your plate. Find somebody. Hire somebody. Or outsource it to a third party consult. Uh, you know, a person to get it taken care of for you. And so it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to learn about finances, but I'm actually never going to do the finances because I'm just going to hire somebody to do that anyway. And they're going to take it on. And I'm just here to shoot from the hip and bring ideas into it. That's fine. If you want to be an idea person, surround yourself with a good team of people who can tell you how realistic it is or isn't, and then can set the pace to make it happen. Like that's how these businesses are actually successful. Yes, I would agree. It's not about you only. It's about the people you choose to work with. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the important bit here. Like that's... here's, here's the other aspect of this is entrepreneurship is a very, um, solo individualistic concept and idea. Um, fundamentally just, okay, this is probably me cause it's late at night and I've had a day, um, it's a very self it's a very selfish concept. Oh yeah, no. I okay. <laughs> because because it's like no, what do you what do you mean you're the entrepreneur here? Like no, th- there's such a team behind you in this um that that none of this would be possible without without them and yet the whole idea of an entrepreneur, right? There's not there's not it's not a team of entrepreneurs uh, it's it's there's a entrepreneur doing all of this stuff, and that that idea really makes me angry. No, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, yeah, because because business, I guess, involve like the connotation is there. <clears throat> there's definitely more than one person here. Yeah, right. Whereas, like entrepreneurial whatever not it's like uh, you you think like a uh, dude right but clearly not one person is not doing all this stuff no like that's not feasible like you can't be good and an expert in like all of these things right you just have to like <clears throat> do that right and so i don't i don't know it's really weird yeah yeah so while i'm all all this is brewing in my brain i'm sitting and listening to a presenter talk about gen z and the workforce and oh, no oh, no i so i which is very fascinating because again like uh, right before i sat down to d- listen to this presenter i was talking with a gentleman who has a 20 year old daughter talking about her working and i had said we have some of our most we I have 15 coming up on 16 staff members some of our most passionate people on the team are gen zers um I, we have hired some absolutely outstanding 18, 19 year olds, some 20 year olds that have worked for us, like absolutely stellar. When they get on board with the mission, they're going to, they're ride or die, right? Like they really, they're dedicated. They're going to see it through. Um, do I have to uh, manage them a little differently? Sure. Um, but once they're on board, they're ready to go. So like, we have no qualms. Like, I, and, and that goes against what a lot of people say of Gen Z are lazy. Gen Z don't want to work. They're entitled. They're blah, 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 blah. Um, and so we're going to, you know, don't just don't worry about them. We, 
that same thing with every generation, as also we have talked yes. about on this episode, on this podcast before, um, where you just you you find the right ones that work for you, and then the other ones aren't going to do that. Um, so then uh, a gentleman got up to talk about Gen Z in the workforce. He himself being a Gen Z running a company with only Gen Z empl- people who working for him, um, marketing their consultation services to businesses to better connect with Gen Zers. An interesting uh, concept. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> because Very much so. Okay. So, I, look, I'm going to just track with me on this. Uh, uh, his origin story was, I didn't, uh, I was turned down by over 20 jobs. So I was denied traditional employment. So I started my own company. And now I'm helping other businesses learn how to employ Gen Zers. And I'm trying to consult with HR departments to manage Gen Zers. And I'm trying to work with marketing departments for how to better market to Gen Zers if your company wants to have a service or product in front of Gen Z. Because who knows Gen Z better than Gen Z? Yeah, I... Again, I feel like this is one of those additive services that is a bit odd, right? Because like, here's the other solution. Have you tried talking to somebody? No. No? Uh, no. Ah, okay. No, I can't figure out what's the matter. Like, oh, have you ever like spoken to a person about this? Yeah. No. But no. I just... <laughs> I'm like, like I'm, I'm sitting here listening and I'm like, what? Like, I'm pretty sure market research is a thing, right? This is not new. This is no. how people have come to understand their clients or their potential clients or their Forever. target market for yeah. years. At least since the, you know, the big advertising push of like the late 40s, right? This is like, this has been a thing, right? I, like, <laughs> I, do, I don't think a company needs to know when modern advertisement was born. How do I talk to a segment of the market? Like they've, they've got that nailed down, like focus groups, market research, uh, surveys, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. The, the employing Gen Z thing was also interesting to me um, because I uh, and because it, it was all, there was also a little bit of and and I had actually talked to one of the members of the business before they had started presenting because I was like, well, what's what's your role with the company? And he's the liaison. He's the uh, sales guy. He goes into companies to sell the services and then comes back to the company and figures out how to like best meet their needs and stuff. And I I just asked. I said so do you ever encounter some issues with, with your age when you're talking to people? Because you're, you know, you're 19. Um, your people in this room are very much not 19. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do get some, that sometimes, but um, I focus on being prepared and I know they lo- they want professionalism and they want answers. So I, I come in ready to meet their needs. And, and I was like, wow, how weird, you know, your target market. There's, how could they ever possibly get to know you? <laughs> you are, that's wild. Did you talk to a 60-year-old person to figure that out? <laughs> I was like, no, he just did his research. Um, oh, my God. But anyway. <laughs> just and, talked to his grandpa. I was like, hey, what do we <laughs> Yeah, what would make you buy from me? Oh, great. So if I came in, dressed well, uh, and knew my product, and was, you know, was, um, had, was, courteous to you and deferential uh that would make you respect me more oh okay cool so i'll just yeah, do weird. that right yeah it's wild yeah, strange it's insane uh, <laughs> um but i it was just it was there's these weird tensions of during the talk of like 
you know, Gen Z hates this town and they hate this town because there's nothing for them and um, they can't get jobs that they want. And then it was like, well, what jobs are they applying for? And it was like, like managerial positions and stuff. And I was like, look, I don't want to be that guy, but like also like, (sighs) you know, there's steps uh, and I don't want to be like traditionalist or here, whatever, but like, you can't like, there's, there's knowledge and experience and things that work your way up. Like I, uh, Oh, like a lot of questions running through my head about this, uh, right. Of like, there are people ready for positions and can do things and are very qualified no matter their age. Um, and, and, but if you, you know, applying to like, well, let me come in and I'm going to run your company for you. Um, Oh, you don't want me to do that. Well, that's weird. Okay. I guess I can't get this job. That's a little different, right? Of like, what are the exact expectations for this kind of employment relationship? Yes. Right. Like, you know, and, and also, like, you know, there's a lot of like, <clears throat> you know, that there is a bit of an upend of like, well, I don't want to start at like the very lowest paying job ever. Right. Because like, we know that currently there's a lot going on. It's like you, people aren't. Like the salary to like expenditure ratio is a little bit wonky, right? And oh, so yes. that is, there's a lot of pushback against that. And I think some of that is just being like spitefully, like, okay, well, I can't afford to take your entry level position. So I'm just going to go for this, right? Like, <laughs> that's, I think that's that too. Like, I, I, yes. Likewise, of, 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 um, uh, salaries have not kept pace with inflation or cost of living. This is a fact. This is an absolute fact. So that is a, a conversation with businesses to look at pay structure in accordance with those positions um, about this. Of, of, uh, but like in order to manage something, there's a lot of like knowing company culture, knowing ins and outs of the the dramas and things like that, and how to handle those situations, oh, yeah. how to present things. So there's a lot, and those aren't like. No, you can't learn this until you're 40. Like, no, like with the proper exposure, guidance, and mentorship, like you can get people there. Like, that's not a problem. Um, but getting their foot in the door, uh, and getting access to that and getting good mentorship. And that was kind of towards the end. There was a better discussion about mentoring Gen Zers. Cause there was a good point of like, yeah, there's a young professionals group with the Chamber of Commerce, but it's for like 30 year olds. And I was like, yeah, not very, not very young. Not very really. Young. <laughs> interesting basically like no you're not a professional until you're you know 30 and i was like yeah i can definitely see a millennial made this uh made this program right like this is a very yeah. like very millennial thing of like yeah we're young uh, <laughs> so um am i one of the the worst use of statistics ever um oh, no, not ever not but like i bet they're quite bad i know okay. uh was was the use of of brain drain okay and um do want to ask you when you think of brain drain for a city uh what comes to mind uh first of all that sounds like some sort of like weird 90s cartoon thing right like brain drain that's just what <laughs> first pops my mind sure but i would imagine they're using it in a context of people like leaving an area right yeah now do you think those people um are they are they locals or um are they people coming in from out of town or i don't know overseas 
Well, <clears throat> if you're talking about draining, I would infer that you would be talking about people that were local to that area leaving. Yeah. Thus yeah. So draining the brain power and manpower of the area. Yes. So, of, so that you're discussing. So a statistic about the graduation rates of people from a local, oh, I don't know, kind of relatively international university. Um, uh, and the, the number of applicants who, uh, graduate, uh, and then go back, quote unquote, home. Um, this, this would not fit that definition appropriately. Would it? No, you. No. This this statistic does not is not <laughs> applicable in a university town setting <laughs> because you have an abnormally high number of people. Right, you're already these are not like permanent residents. Right, you don't like live <laughs> there. Right, you you cannot figure them into your calculation, into your into your graph. So if you add that into your data, your data set is horrible. Right, that is the it's terrible. That is the worst data collection ever. My sixth grade kids could tell you that that's a bad science idea. Right, don't. How, what in the world? How crazy that an individual who comes from here from China. Uh, to get a degree at our program who has a relationship with China um, is going to go back home to China. That's the whole point the whole of point. a university. <laughs> right. It's not brain drained. They were never here. There's nothing to drain. They were added yeah. and then they got went back home. Uh, same thing with people who come here from Kansas City or St. Louis or all other parts of the country. Like They're not from here. Statistically, like, they're not likely to remain here. Like that's yeah. So like, <laughs> let's think about this. Okay, we're gonna pick uh, just arbitrarily Cambridge, Massachusetts. All right, because <laughs> you know, no reason why you would pick that particular location other than um, I saw it across the river this summer. So there you go. Sure. That's the only reason we're bringing that up. Sure. Wink. Um, if you pick Cambridge, Massachusetts, right? Uh, you know, it's it's marginally known for uh its education system, right? Maybe you know, maybe uh, right? It, so, are you telling me that you think people are going to come from all over the world in the country to Cambridge to some of the most prestigious universities in the world, and then? graduate from these universities and then all stay in Cambridge. <laughs> all of them. All of Should. them. Okay. Yeah. Why would you think right. that would be happening? Well, that doesn't like basically if you think about a university, right? It's it is exporting that it's an export yes. business. Yes. Right? Because you are you they come and the students learn things, right? They learn, you know, Harvardy things, right? And then they leave again. Yeah. That's the whole point. It's non-permanent residence, right? Yeah. You're there for a little bit and then you go away. That that's not uh, draining. Yes. That's not draining a resource. Because no. then because also what's happening, right? What you're failing to the other of uh, well, let me say, <clears throat> one other of the many things that you're not thinking about here is 
if you have you have people coming into your area to attend a university, you know, globally, right? Then those people are leaving. Okay. At the same time, more people are coming, <laughs> right? At like the same rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, really, at any given time when the school is in session, the number of people there for that reason is still relatively the same, right? Plus or minus some per year, obviously. But like, even if, even if this wasn't a terrible uh, data gathering exercise, you didn't think about that part. Like, yeah, all these people are leaving. Yes, but other people are coming. <laughs> like, right? They're not just gonna leave and then shut down the university. Like, oh no, no one's here. Ah, we're like, all done. All done. We're all done now. That's not how this works. We finished. It's done. This is terrible. Wait. So no, because of the statistic, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's like, what, how many, okay, if you really want to figure my, it out. My how brain many, has been drained. That's yes. what's happened. How many, how many locals went to a local university and then left, or how many locals left the town to seek other employment or other education and never came back? I mean, this, that happened. That is that, the drain part. That is the drain part. My opportunities are not here. I graduated with a degree. I can't use it locally. I've got to go somewhere else. That happens. Yes. Now, you then you have to ask. Let's say so. So anyway, this stat is completely bunk, and um, and it was from that launch pad that basically was like, we need to remake this town. We need to redesign this. The businesses are terrible, and they're not meeting our needs because yada 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 whatever generational differences that aren't real. So we like what I what I actually see is like okay, no, I, do some research and show me how many people actually left that were born and raised in the general 100 mile radius or something and and or people who said i graduated with a degree and i couldn't use it here and i left because at that point then you have to ask yourself okay does the person who graduated with an astrophysicist degree is there employment opportunities for that person here or do they have to go to cambridge or do they have to go somewhere else because there's no economy here for that then we ask ourselves do we want to make an, uh, an economies for astrophysicists here? Or is that not something that's going to be feasible for us? Because the, the point of the university is not just to supply the local labor market with labor and brains. Like, that's not the point of it. The point is to, to, to educate people in, in subject matters and expertise that are generally widely accepted or whatever. But internationally. It's, it's, it's like... Yeah, I mean that 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 really gets to a good a good uh, point of like what is the point of the education, right? Like what is it for? Right? If the point of education is only to service the labor market, um that's not useful. Yeah. Right. But if it is in fact to create smarter better people to then go out in the world and then do things with their education to make the world a better place shock that's what it's actually for that's what that's much that's fine that's not that doesn't matter right so you can't say can't say oh no there's nobody no graduates from this university are coming to work at my you know xyz business like yeah, no, that's 
No, they're not. Because no. why would they? No. <laughs> right? Like, why, why would they do that? Yeah. If you wanted to actually look at a corollary to this um, for a program that is actually somewhat designed to service a labor market, there's a there's a two year technical college in the same town, yeah. Who, who who actually partners with local businesses to guarantee employment for people who get out of there with their program, huh. right? Almost like that is a place for people who want to be in the workforce, who want to work in those labor industries, right? Who need the tr- but they need training uh, in order to enter them because the skill floor to enter some of those indust- industries is very high. Right. And so you have to come up to that and then, you know, surpass it to move on and improve. Right. So, like, if you want to be a a trades, like a welder, right. Because I know a lot of kids who want to be welders. So, yeah. Like, if you want to do that, this is excellent. Right. This is cool because there's a lot of, there's a lot of jobs for this. There's a lot of need for this skill. This is a very important thing. And like, we need that is an important skill that benefits everyone. Right, but being able to weld things well is a great. I right? mean, foundational to so much of things of our society, and a thing that I cannot do. Right there, there right. you go. Um, so if you want, if those people want to do that, then yes, the vocational education where you learn to do that skill, you master that, or you begin your journey to mastering that skill, and then can move on and go apply this skill and improve and on your journey like this is fine right (laughs) but if you want people to be welders and you're measuring the welder output of your community by how many people graduated with psychology degrees not helpful right or if you're, you're measuring the number of potential welding jobs by how many people graduated with medical degrees of some sort not helpful. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not just like, you know, and, and I think it's important to note like the like the the non-distinction we're making between these. Like there it's not, oh, um, we're talking about doctors versus welders because the brain drain could only happen with doctors. No, 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 no. Well, welding is a is an art craft and a skill form far beyond anything I could ever do and and takes thought and planning and is is truly uh, a cerebral process in take in making it accomplished like it's a yeah. gift and a training and it's intensive and it's hard and that those people could equally as leave but but like or, or whatever yeah, program there's not of opportunities for that there either right yeah. like that's that's not so yeah that's the that's the weird question here i feel like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot loaded into this bad science right there's there is like some bias towards certain educations over others, right? Uh-huh. There is definitely uh, intrinsic bias into certain jobs over others, mm-hmm. right? Because these businessy people, right, they're talking about people to work in like marketing and stuff, right? And so <laughs> consulting, consulting, right? That's not a I don't know how to tell you this, but that's not a pool that you need just like tons of people in. Well, right. Like, I mean, they would think so because that's what they do. Right? Let me, let me show you. Let's, let's circle this conversation back around to the entrepreneurship degree program. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like this, like a consulting firm. That's, again, that's the thing that's like not real. 
Right. That's a job that's not real. Which right. You, Whereas like welder has a real job, bro. I don't know. It's like has that's that's a real deal which, thing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. And you can't like these. I I feel like uh, there's a lot of this bias, and like if you a lot of these people think like if I'm a consultant, right, and that means I'm adding value and I make all this money. Like, bro, do you know how much money welders make? Like, I know it's stupid. <laughs> it is okay? like there's just a lot of this bias, and like it's like it's like this weird classism of like, oh yeah, well your job is not as important as mine. Like, you don't do anything as a consultant no would i would you be surprised to know that the person presenting runs a um con- consulting company it's a consulting firm yeah, it's a consulting yeah again firm. is yeah. that a real thing right no. that's like that's like all these businesses are out right now like their job is to like resell stuff yeah that's not a real thing right you're like making what you're doing is you're making somebody's life easier but you're not like adding any market value no Right, so like the this like uh I I was ranting about this to somebody this like this Carvana ads that are all everywhere. Oh right? yeah, like so so this this site this listeners if you're unfamiliar and my outside of the U.S. friends, uh, <clears throat> like this is a website where they will just like buy your car from you, and then they will resell it. Right, this adds convenience yeah. to your life, but it adds no value to anything. Except for it makes all the cars they sell more expensive because they're going to just mark them all up so that they can make a profit on their quote service. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, these things are, this is like, I guess it's a convenient thing, but like, it's not adding anything except for like arbitrary cost to stuff. Well, it increases the cost to the next purchaser of the car because yeah. now that person has to increase the price of that car to recoup the money. Exactly. That it took for them to acquire it. Um, right. Yeah. And so like, these are not real things. Like a consulting firm, like I, I, there are instances where these type of things are useful. Right. It's not like every decision you make needs to go through a consulting firm. Right. It's not a real Well, thing. and it, yeah, right. <laughs> and it just completely right. discounts things. Again, like, like what, uh, I just, there were so many questions that can't, was, flying through my mind here of like the well, what ifs and what abouts and are, have you looked into this and talking about yeah. this but it was it was genuinely like Gen Z hates this town uh, and the reason they hate this town is because there's nothing to do here and there's nothing for them and it's got a low they, starting salaries are super low and now I will say salaries in the town are low however they also live in one of the lowest cost of living places in the United States yeah. So, okay. like that, you have to take that as a job. So, here's the problem. If you want to go in to be a marketing consultant, you're going to Google marketing consultants and they're going to give you a, a range of what a marketing consultant can make everywhere from Louisiana to New York City. And um, those just are not realistic. I mean, New York no. City, California, like there's a big skewed portion here that makes it hard when people can live and work, can work remotely. And now are like, well, why am I not making the same salary as somebody who live in who's doing this in California when I'm here in this town? And you're like, well, you're in the Midwest, my guy. And And (laughs) one of the things we like about it here is that I don't need to make as much money to meet my demands. Like, I just don't like my cost of living is low. That's why I live here. I don't need a lot of money. And so if you're if you're only worried about that top dollar figure, 
because you're looking at, I'm going to say it, okay, social media, TikTok, the finance yes, bros, that's the other, people yeah, who are driving yeah. this, who's the, oh, let's look at the real estate investor out in California who does this flipping things and he charges like, you know, or the the guy who makes a living. Um, I, This is a totally legitimate business, people. I'm not discounting this. Please do not hear what I'm saying. The 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 people who go around and they do the um, they do the power washing and cleaning of garbage cans. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. right? This is a fantastic service. Um, you cannot charge California prices uh, here in the Midwest. No, and so you can't look at oh well if I just do three of these a week and I do blah 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 and I do the math and blah blah, blah and you go sweet I got it and I'm going to go do this and blah. oh wait you mean I can't huh that's weird well that must be because uh they hate me or because they don't value my service or whatever this place sucks I don't want to live here. Wrong inferences need to be made. Yeah. Um, like you should always start with like, what does it take me to actually live? What's my basis here? What's my foundation? Um, and now what can I do, put together, make to to make that meet? And that's again, see previous mention of of salaries not rising to meet cost of living stuff. Like that's a whole other discussion to make. Um, but you've got to be careful where you're doing your comparisons and you've got to be careful about how you are assuming and why you're assuming people are leaving um and then drawing all of your inferences from that and then we're basically saying we need to remake uh because there was uh discussions of remake basically the entire local economy and also oh by the way local government to better suit gen z needs and i was like uh, what <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> okay like, calm down okay <clears throat> again this is because consulting people, right? Again, okay, so I'm not going to, okay, so let me back up just one step, right? There, I'm sure there are some consultant people who are like actually good at their job, right? But a lot of them are like, it's just like buzzwordy stuff, right? I feel like a lot of the people that do this are like not actually experts in any of these areas, right? And so like, they're, I don't really know what they're supposed to consult about. But yeah, but, Again, if you just, if there's one, if, if that's even real, if there's a generational aspect of the community that is dissatisfied with the things going on, right? If only, yeah, like you said, if only there was some tried and true techniques to understand what they were uh, having trouble with and, and ways, things that needs that they have that need to be met. If only there was some sort of way that you could research that market. Uh, Or just, you know, talk to them instead of making inferences about what they need based on something you saw. Or one person's experience. That is like, well, this is my truth, so this is what I must speak at all times. Because here's the also thing about consultants as well as, like, political commentators. What's the one thing that neither of those two people have to actually do? Tell the truth. Well, oh, okay, oh, so... Sorry. <laughs> you got me with the political commentary thing. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So that's going to be a curveball. <laughs> okay, ready? They never actually have to do what they say needs to be done. Yeah. Right? They, they don't actually have to do boots on the ground <clears throat> implementation. They just say, you want to solve your problem? Do this thing. Okay, bye. That's all they have to do. They, <laughs> they don't actually have to work within the the, the strictures and, and the realities yeah. of what that actually means. They also don't have to do any listening, right? No. They only talk, only talk, right? They only, only do talk. any talking. So, like again, 
if you think somebody is upset about something, ask them what they're upset about. Right. It's right. not rocket science, right? Like, it's like, these are things, you know, these are very basic principles of, like, human decency, right? Like, oh, well, we feel upset about this. You're like, okay, let's hear what you have to say. And then shut it. And, <laughs> right? Like, that's what you okay. got to do. And understand that it goes both ways, people. Like, okay, I am... I'm born into um, a system that, uh, like, or let's say it's like, okay, this system doesn't apparently fit me. Um, a great question to ask is, okay, what does not fit to me? And importantly, do I fully understand the system and how it functions? Right? Before I start demanding changes or things like that, going, do I know where the history from this came from. Um, what's the onus on, on me personally for how I'm engaging, interacting, understanding this? Or am I only acting out of, I don't like the way this is. I don't like the way this is. Now, those voices are important for eliciting change and starting conversations and and making sure that we don't end up in the status quo. Right? Those, those are really important. That's true. Right? Of going, well, I don't like the system. Uh, uh, understand the system, history of it, and then move forward. Because a lot of frustrations out of things come from um, misunderstandings or misinterpretations of how things work or going, ooh, right, you know, the system could be better, but given XYZ and the restrictions that we have around this thing, the system we have in place is actually pretty good, I guess. Um, maybe we can work on some things to make it better down the line. But like, just total governmental overhaul because you know this town doesn't like Gen Z. I'm like, Whoa. especially the local government, right? That's that's a that's a weird one because like local government usually the most useful government, right? Like because they they're, right? mo- like, they're touching their constituents the most, right? Yeah, they're so serving like, their needs in the most intimate yeah, way, most directly. Yes, right. So like normally, again, not always, obviously, because. We all do know that no matter what Colin says, that there is the way that government is designed to work, and then there's the way that it does work. Perfect. Those are not the same. Every time. <laughs> Those are not the same. Right way. <laughs> but yeah, like local government is like the, in my opinion, right, in my jaded old punk rock man opinion, right, the, the local government's actually the normally the best functioning and most useful government that you it's going to be the most responsive comparatively right to the state and federal yeah it's going to be the most um engaged comparatively right. and, to the, and part like, of that is because it has to serve a comparatively smaller number of people absolutely which right? is why which is good right the yeah. whole point that you have it right yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the why we have the tears system right although funny, funny recently Recently, I don't really know why we have the state government sometimes because they just do weird stuff that doesn't make any sense. But um, <laughs> maybe that's just the Missouri state government. I don't know. That's part of it, right? <laughs> but yeah, the local government is like very, they, they're in tune with this stuff, right? They're generally doing a lot of stuff. <clears throat> they have a lot of more like elections, like just like randomly, right? They do a lot more things Right, because they are like things move quicker, right? Yeah, 
Uh, and so being like, we have to overhaul the entire system of government to meet the needs of this one demographic, right, is weird. Especially because the demographic is an age group, right? <laughs> the, I understand having to overhaul big systems of government to like better accommodate like you know like races of people where in the past they have been like discriminated against and you have to go oh this okay we have to fix this okay that makes sense to me i understand this that makes sense but to overhaul the whole government based on an age demographic seems weird <laughs> right when you could just like do minor things to include them more it would be wild right like <clears throat> maybe it's like making a series of small changes over time adds up to big changes in the long run it's almost like that's a thing that you can do especially at the local government level <laughs> <laughs> so all, all of this Man, was, I don't know was was running through my head as I remembered that um I had uh I had, uh, I had homework from last week mm. That down because I had a haiku oh, to write. Oh okay. yes. Okay. Um, I did have a haiku to write. Now I am terrible at haikus. Um, uh, I mean but, we all are. I, I mean both of us. I mean I don't. Not <laughs> there are good haiku writers in the world, right? That's true. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I. <laughs> this will be in the uh, in the American public school system. Haikus are used only to discuss syllables. Right, that's really uh, it. Right. <laughs> it's great educational. There's no rich history or art form nope. behind them. It's nope. just syllable count and how to syllable counting. To, yeah, maybe other people. I mean, I'm sure there are poets who have like studied them a lot more. Right, actually read haikus. Okay, in the U.S. public school system that I went to, I can only speak for mine. Mm-hmm. Haikus. We we did at one point discuss like their like often about nature but not exclusively yes uh, very nature but mostly they're used for discussing syllables in words so yeah. anyway, so i right. uh as a way to lighten the mood uh <laughs> as we end here to get away from the oh uh-huh, what we just did i figured uh, i should end on a, on a haiku uh, oh yeah close out here so let's I, go so we was challenged to well, to talk about a train haiku. Uh, so oh. my so I so specifically, uh, well I don't know. Do I need to describe this too much? But the the scenario here is uh, uh, taking children to model train expo. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> See last week's episode. The expo. <clears throat> model trains chug by, child's eyes wide with delight. New hobby takes flight. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, how did I do? Ah, I, ah, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It's, yeah, yeah, takes flight. Yeah, so uh, it's the, the computer program really wants me to say is taking flight in uh, no, Google Docs nope, does not nope. understand haikus. Sorry, so, Google. I got to get better luck. Got to get time. right with your haikuness. Okay, don't need... <laughs> Don't need all those linking words in there. No, no. no. So the so the uh, the weekly challenge per, uh, continues, and next week oh, no. we'll do one about um, Gen Z and overhauling governments. So okay, hold on, like- wait a minute. <laughs> 
Viva la Revolucion, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> there will be a haiku next week. Uh, subject <laughs> to, to be, be determined. To be determined. No, <laughs> that's that. Fine. Uh, oh, no, no, no how I feel about <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe okay, I'll try. Fine, I'll try working it. Do our best. <laughs> Okay, well, on that, yeah, on that uh, <laughs> e- eagerness and uh, the, with, with which we await, we will hold our breath to see what what, what arrives next week. All right, <laughs> love, love you, love you too. Bye, bye.